we've hit it. We've hit the 405 mark. Mm -hmm. um, I guess we can probably take down the screen and the music. I'm trying to think of the word music. <laughs> um, thank you guys for coming. We're really excited. Um, we're really excited to be giving this talk because we love dating. <laughs> we love dating each other. We love it when other people date. We are 100% pro dating. Dating is great. And marriage <laughs> is even better. And a lot of dating uh, can lead to marriage. So um, huge fans. Little known facts. Dating, dating yeah. leads to marriage. Uh -huh. yes. What do you know? I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah. So if you haven't met us, I'm Jacob and this is Katie. And mm -hmm. that looks it looks correct on my screen, but I don't know how it looks to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and we've dated and uh, how long did we date? We dated, we dated two, two and a half years. Two and a half years. We got married. And we've almost been married two years now. So mm -hmm. we're basically experts on marriage and dating. Yeah. You can ask us any question and we will know the answer 100 percent We're not experts. <laughs> we do have a handout for you guys. I'm uh -huh. gonna send the link in the chat. Uh -huh. Um, It'll be helpful to reference, but you don't need to necessarily like. If yeah. you just have your notebook or something, you can totally be writing notes in that. Um, also, there will be a Q&A, like David said, afterwards. So feel free to like think through some questions, write them down. If you want to throw them in the chat, uh, you can. Hannah is going to keep track of those ones you guys throw in the chat. So it'll be at the end. So we're just going to get through the talk, and then uh, we will go ahead and go through the Q&A then. Um, so one of the things about dating um, that we thought about when we were thinking about this talk is it can be kind of tricky. Like there's no Bible verse that I could point you to that says like, all right, in Matthew 3, 26, it says, if you date, you should do blah, blah, blah. You know, like <laughs> there's nothing like that. Um, and it seems like a lot of people have like really strong opinions about how you should date. There's a right way, there's a wrong way, and you need to do it exactly this way or else, you know, God is going to smite. I don't know. Um, hopefully what we want to do is we want to show you how dating can look um, in a biblical way, how God, um, what God does say about dating. And we want to help you kind of detangle your, your ideas of dating that you have mixed in with like worldly ideas and biblical ideas. And um, the way we're going to do that is we thought through um, a bunch of different expectations that people bring into dating. We're going to go over four of them, so not all of the expectations. And you probably won't have all of them, um, but you might have one of them. And so it might be helpful for you to hear what the Bible says about those. And then whatever the Bible says about those expectations, that is reality. That's why we named this workshop uh, Expectations Versus Reality. Um, so the first point that we want to tackle, it's on your handout, um, it's the most common expectation that we've seen in about relationships that people fall into and also like this is the most dangerous one that can set you up for the most amount of failure <laughs> so we're actually going to spend quite if you look at the handout you'll see expectation number one is like <laughs> really long yeah, that's because it's really important that we go over this and we don't skip over it and um this first expectation right here on your handout what is it Katie? So the first expectation is this relationship will fulfill me. You probably hear that and think like, I don't think that thought in my head, but it actually is there. It's just behind other thoughts. Kind of like if you've ever thought like for girls, like 
oh, if this boy ever asked me out, then I would be happy finally and never want anything ever again. <laughs> or um, maybe for guys, it's like, I want to date somebody so I don't feel lonely or whatever it is. Um, this idea of having a relationship or dating somebody fulfilling you is sneaky and it sneaks into all of these other kinds of thoughts. If you think about it, almost all of the good movies, in my opinion, have a sense of romance to them. Um, love is kind of depicted as like the world's end-all be-all. Like once you fall in love, your life will be pink and fluffy and your wallet will be full and your problems go away. But most importantly, the emptiness that you feel in your heart will never ever come back because you fell in love, like happily ever after, right? But then reality hits, like you actually maybe fall in love or think you like somebody. And then after a few months, the magic kind of wears off and you kind of begin to wonder like, why isn't this working anymore? Is this like, is it this person? Is it me? Like, why isn't this like good, you know? And this is full disclosure. Sometimes people do grow apart in relationships and do need to break up. But that's not really what we're talking about right now. We're talking about that deep inner longing that really only God can fill. Um, and we totally get it. We've been there. Like like we said, we've dated for two and a half years and we totally fell into that in some of our um some of that time while yeah. we dated. Yeah, but the reality is the truth behind this is that whoever you date, if you ever get to date somebody, they're never going to fulfill you. Only Christ can fill you. Relationships are good things, and they're actually gifts from God, but they can easily and dangerous, get dangerously close to becoming totally blown out of proportion and get on a God level of good. So that, that happens a lot. Uh, it could be falling in love. It could be imagining, you know, your perfect wedding. It could be, you know, having sex. All of these things, like, get pushed into the number one spot that only God belongs in, and some of you are probably smart and you're thinking yeah yeah I get it God comes first but like do you is God absolutely supreme in every area of your life a question you should ask yourself is is Jesus truly enough for me or do I need Jesus and a boyfriend or a girlfriend and once you start living life with Jesus and anything you've slipped into idolatry would you truly be content if Jesus asked you to be single for the rest of your life? And that's a really good way to decide, is this a Jesus and? Do I have Jesus and in my heart? Really, you should search yourself and ask, like, honestly, ask yourself those questions. Psalm 27.4 says, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. And one thing, if it was like a genie in a lamp, you know, and, mm -hmm. and David was like, wow, you, you know, I get w three wishes. I only want one, you know, and it's to know God and to be with him. I cannot exaggerate how insanely important this point is, okay? It's really, it's like, it is okay and, and good, you know, if you like the person that you date and you should let yourself fall in love with someone over time of course but God is just so much bigger and so much greater than that this is something that Katie and I actually realized when we got married we realized how we really really love each other but that love is just 
pennies compared to who God is and what he's done for us. Yeah, um, even when we went on our honeymoon, I feel like weddings and honeymoons, at least for girls, is like, this is just supposed to be like a perfect section of your life. Like life's not perfect except for your wedding and except for your honeymoon. Um, and it really was like a blast. We had um, like steak dinners every night and we stayed in a hotel that was like right across from the beach. And it was like on paper, pretty perfect. But even in the midst of all of this like awesome stuff, we were both a little bit like, wait, is this it? Like, is this what people are working or like in their lives just to get to a point where they can like live by the ocean and eat steak. Um, because we really experienced like more joy being on mission for God in our single years. And now as a married couple, way more than we did on that trip. Not that that trip was bad, yeah. but it just really wasn't as good as the world says it is. Right. It illustrates this point a little bit further. Like I, on the handout, we have this, Thing. it's like a bunch of concentric circles okay the biggest one is god okay so just think of life is made up of god that god created reality god is like the most important thing he keeps everything flowing together so he's like the biggest most important thing the next thing that comes is like his mission what he commands what he wants us to do and then there's this tiny little circle that's kind of off in the corner and it's kind of within his mission, but it might not be. And that's dating, okay? It's not to say that dating isn't important. It's just we need to have a realistic expectation of what really is important. God is most supremely important. And this perspective doesn't come naturally. It's something that we have to work on continually. It, it, like You can even see it in the Bible if you read the Old Testament at all. The Old Testament could be summarized as like Israel... Israel forgot who God was and decided to do what they wanted to do. And God said, that's not going to fly, you know? <laughs> so um, how do we avoid this trap of idolatry? And we, how do we make God our one thing? So the first thing that you need, everybody needs to do <laughs> is prioritize God. Um, so that sounds like, okay, yeah. But like God is in your life, but do you prioritize him? Like, do you put him... So whether you're dating, single, engaged, married, you need to have your relationship with God as the thing that satisfies you. Not like how well a date goes or if they ask you out or if they, you know, kiss you at the end of the date or whatever. Like you need to make sure God is the thing that's fulfilling you. And how you do that is um, a good way to check this is you look to see how you're managing your time. So if you're going on dates but not spending time with God, you should maybe like press pause on the date because if you're really only willing to carve out enough time for one thing and you choose dates, in my opinion, that's just a huge red flag. Like you should not do that. Um, Psalm 73, 25 says, Who have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire before, besides you. Earth has nothing I desire besides you. God is who we should be devoted to not another person. Um, so nothing on, nothing else on earth deserves or is even worth our devotion. And I know it might not feel like it, especially if right now you have like a fat crush on somebody, <laughs> but it really is true. We're on the other side of dating and you can just say it's very true. Um, the second thing that we should all do is we ask God for help. Okay, Ask God to show you the things that 
are in your life that are God level things. You should be doing this regardless of if you're in a relationship or not. This is just a generally really helpful thing to be asking yourself uh, and asking God. Um, only he is actually able and capable of uh, making himself the number one spot in your life. <laughs> we actually can't do that in our own strength. He wants to fulfill you and he wants you to seek his help in this. Uh, John 14, 15 through 17 says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. The Holy Spirit is the helper. Okay? The Holy Spirit yearns to praise God and to glorify him. One of his jobs is to help you do that in your life. And so just pray, ask God, because he really wants to be the num in the number one spot in your life. He wants to be there way more than you want him to be there. So just ask him. And the third um, way that you can make God your one thing is by guarding your heart and having good boundaries when you are dating. So if you've never heard of the concept of boundaries and dating, or it's been a while, we highly, 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 highly suggest that you listen to Cody and Brittany Bryan's Dating Without Disaster Talk on the Challenge podcast. It's fun that Cody's in this meeting. <laughs> Shout out to Cody. Um, they really, in that talk, do an excellent job of laying out what boundaries are and why you should have them in your relationship. Um, and really, the whole point of them is to keep your heart in check. It helps God to stay on the throne of your so while boundaries do help guard your heart, uh, some people will still struggle in this area. So we want to talk briefly, somewhat briefly, about why is it important to guard your heart? The first reason, God commands it, okay? <laughs> if God is our one thing, and if we love him, we're going to obey his commands, that means if God commands something, we should definitely do it. <laughs> um, Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart. Okay, that's a just straight command. Do above anything else, do this, <laughs> okay? We've talked a lot about how dating leads to marriage, but not all dating leads to marriage. You're going to marry somebody that you date, but not every person you've ever dated, you will marry, <laughs> okay? <laughs> the closer that you let someone into your heart, the way harder and way more painful it will be if you break up. Almost all breakups are, are somewhat painful, but the, the more that you give your heart away, the more painful it is to take it back. <laughs> the second main reason to guard your heart is that our hearts direct our lives. Okay, the same verse, above all else, guard your heart. Why? For everything you do flows from it. And then Matthew 6, 21 also talks about this. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Bible makes it clear that what we treasure is what we live for. We wanna be careful to not live for anything else other than God. And the last reason to guard your heart is because you have an enemy who will do anything to get you off track. It's really funny that um, Neil actually talked about this. So <laughs> it feels it like- It applies to David. <laughs> exactly, it's all the same, it's all here, you know? Uh, the number one reason I see guys get distracted in their walks with God after committing their lives to Christ is because a cute girl comes along, you know? <laughs> Nine times out of 10, the seed that gets planted, that starts to get cultivated, uh, just gets snatched because a cute girl came along and they're just gone. So some of you, you might say, oh, but it's okay. I, I don't actually need to guard my heart because we're just we're so in love. And I just, 
and we're not going to break each other's hearts and it's going to be wonderful when we get married and I love it, you know. Okay, that that's great. That might be your plan, but what if it isn't God's plan? You know, you should watch out because uh, the enemy, well, let's, let's look at this verse. First Peter 5, 8, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking to devour. And being sober-minded, you know, be watchful. The enemy will use your dating life to get you off track if you're not careful. So I have kind of a somewhat embarrassing story of how I did not really guard my heart. Um, so girls, I think you know what I'm talking about when I say that all you need to do is to see a cute boy. And before you know it, you've envisioned in your head how you will meet and how you will fall in love. And like wedding bells are literally going off in your head. Um, well, that happened to me in high school. Uh, when I was in high school, I had a drama class. And in my class was this guy who was so nice and so talented. Um, but guys, I need like, listen, we never dated. <laughs> we did not go on one date. We did not text. Um, but somehow I knew that I wanted to marry him. Doesn't that sound crazy? Like, it sounds crazy. And I really think, like, all of us, girls and guys included, have some of that crazy in us. Um, so if you can't tell, I did not do an awesome job of guarding my heart in this situation. Um, and what I mean by, like, guarding my heart, I mean controlling my thoughts. And surrendering them to God. It was honestly really fun to go to class and picture us talking or picture what it would be like if he asked me out. Um, I was building up something in my mind that never came to be. It wasn't a part of reality. Um, and I was quickly making this relationship a treasure in my heart, like something that I looked forward to each week. Um, and it really threw off my walk with God. It threw off my friendships. And it threw off that class I was taking. Um, Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I needed to basically renew my mind by retraining my thoughts in the context of what the Bible had to say about my situation. I needed to set mental boundaries of what I was going to allow myself to think about. Um, and I actually worked on this <laughs> during this time in high school. Um, anytime I would see that boy, I would be tempted to just go along with my feelings, like daydreaming about like us getting married or something. But when those thoughts came up, I would use that as a red flag in my mind to say, whoa, this is off limits. Like, that's not what God has given me to focus on right now. It's not something he's allowed. And I just need to like change my thoughts. And so I would pray and ask God for help and then try to focus on something else. And this is really, really hard. Um, and I actually never went on a date with that guy. <laughs> Jacob ended up being my first date many years later. <laughs> so. Yeah. so we want to talk about, you know, Jamie talked about guarding your heart means controlling your thoughts and submitting them to God. So here are some ways that we can kind of let our guard down and, and not be guarding our hearts uh, most effectively. The first one that I see the most often is pining after someone that you're not even dating. This is basically Katie's story. You know? <laughs> so just like her story, this really sets us up for failure. 
it develops feelings that don't really match reality and it affects our walks with, with God. So guys, I'm, I'm speaking to you right now. If you like a girl, grow a pair and ask her on a date. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Be wise. Okay. Do it in person. If you're in the same city, you know, if you have to call them up, that's good too. Um, but but be wise about it, you know, we're going to touch on this more later, um, but your discipler should know that you like someone before you ask them on a date, but uh, you shouldn't be like, oh, my heart, you know, I love them so much, but I'm so afraid to ask them out. Man, that is, that is a dangerous place to be. <clears throat> it can get really tangled and, and messy um, when you, when you pine after somebody like that, um, because eventually if you do date, you're like way ahead of them, like you're ready to buy a ring. And the girl's like still trying to decide if she likes you, you know, or if she says no, it really hurts, guys, it really hurts. So you can just figure it out really quickly. Just ask her out. She says no, great. She says yes, also great, you know. Um, another way we can really easily let our guards down, um, this is not before you date, but when you're dating. Well, I guess it can apply to before you date, but it's spending way too much time together. Um, and it's true, not all quality time is created equal. But reality is that any time you interact with that person, um, it's moving your boundary. Even if it's not a lot, your, move, your boundary is moving inch by inch anytime you interact with them. Um, and time is tied to all of the rest of your other boundaries. So if you spend a lot of time together, you're pushing your other boundaries forward. And I have to say this because it's the 21st century. <laughs> this applies physically when you're in the same place at the same time. But this also applies to texting or Snapchatting or calling, whatever, social media, interacting. You're interacting. That counts. Mm -hmm. um, so this is dangerous in two capacities. It's dangerous when you first start dating because you just go too hard too fast. And again, it pushes your boundaries too quickly. You're not pacing it out very well. And you kind of get like this tunnel vision of just this relationship in your life all of a sudden your friends and roommates are like hello where'd you go um and you're really not focusing on god and it's dangerous in the long game of dating like if you've been dating for a while um this is what my mom calls playing house is basically pretending to be married before you're married and this is kind of what it looks like it's like um giving each other rides to everything making most of your meals together, even talking to each other like you're married, like making decisions together. Um, whatever it is, God isn't treating you guys like a married couple yet, and you should be careful not to treat you guys like a married couple yet either. Um, and this is, a lot of this is up to personal conviction. Different couples have different levels of what they're comfortable with, mm -hmm. but just be really careful. Um, Jacob was really good, <laughs> good at, um, helping us to really stay on the careful side. And I think that just helped us to, um, especially because we dated a long time, mm -hmm. to not pretend to be married. And this does get harder the longer that you date. But again, it's an unnecessary hurt that you could avoid if things end not in marriage. Um, another thing that you can do um, that I have done personally is you talk about things that are too deep too quickly. Uh, this is basically giving the other person pieces of your heart. Uh, you will have to do this over time as you date. Um, you can't marry somebody that you don't know anything about, you know. Um, but there are some things that you don't need to talk about until right before you get married. Uh, we specifically wanted to talk about this because 
especially Christians can get weird about this, you know, they'll share intimate details of their spiritual lives or their personal trauma, like, oh, I did this, you know, and this happened to me, and, but this is how God rescued me from it, you know, it's like part of their testimony, and that's good, you know, but you just have to be careful, okay, have some tact, okay, some people will share deep things with the, with the person they want to feel close with, that they haven't even shared with their discipler yet. Okay, that is foolish. Yeah. Do not do that, <laughs> okay? You are really setting yourself up and uh, the person that you're trying to get close to for failure if you do that, okay? If you're the guy, you know, or even honestly, if you're the girl, just let's just stop the conversation, you know, say something like, hey, this might be getting a little too deep too fast. Let's change the subject, okay? Because <laughs> you really, both of you, should be looking out for each other's best interest by making sure that you're dating each other well. Um, this also, this is kind of a personal conviction of ours. This also applies to saying, I love you too soon. All right, if, if it's like the second date, you might wanna hold off on the I love yous, you know? <laughs> uh, some people, it doesn't mean anything to us. I told Katie on like the third date, hey, I'm not going to say I love you because it's a big deal to me. And if I say it, then you better be careful because I'm going to have a <laughs> ring on me, you know? <laughs> like, so um, that's something I would caution against. And then- That is a personal conviction. But... Right. But I, I really think you should consider it heavily. That's why we were even mm -hmm. talking about it. Um, and then also just the purpose of dating is to get to know someone. So I, I want to kind of almost rebuttal myself by <laughs> saying, like, I'm not suggesting that you hide yourself from your significant other. I'm just saying you need to be wise, okay? Talk to the person who's meeting with you. Be open with them about what you want to be open with, with the person you're dating. You know, please be wise. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last thing that we wanna talk about as in this category is getting physical, okay? It's the last one because it's probably the most obvious. Um, basically any form of physical contact is tied to your heart. And so if you struggle with this, just try and think about it like, okay, if we were to break up, would I be okay with how I handled myself physically with this person? You know, if not, you should probably change that. Um, another thing you could do, this is actually mentioned in Cody's uh, talk, is after you go on a date or hang out and, you know, had some physical contact with the person, just pray about it. Ask God, hey, was that okay? Like, was I in a good space or or was I crossing a line? And he'll tell you, <laughs> he'll let you know. Uh, and then the, the other thing that I wanted to say is don't use love language as an excuse. Like, oh, well, physical touch is my love language. So I have to do this or else I won't feel loved. Don't do that, man, okay? Just get over yourself. <laughs> love language is supposed to help you figure out how you feel most loved, not give you an excuse to be a jerk. <laughs> Um, so remember this whole thing, everything we just talked about, this section on boundaries isn't meant to be Jacob and Katie give you a set of arbitrary rules so that you can date better, okay? These are just supposed to be a guideline for you guys so that you can keep God in the number one place in your life because that's the place he deserves to be. So look, that was a lot. That was all expectation number one. Now we get to move on to other expectations. Yeah. <laughs> So our second expectation that people find uh, when they date or before they date is dating well means it will be easy or problem-free. Maybe you're one of these people 
uh, that expects relationships to be easy all the time or something. Um, and I imagine it's hard for you when things come up um, because there, there's two realities to this. One is life isn't problem free. I know that's a shocker, but it's the consequence of us living in a fallen world. Um, but I think sometimes we can get caught up in thinking that life should be problem free and therefore like dating should be problem free. So it's just like difficult to have a good attitude yeah, when, things, when things come up. Um, in Genesis 3.17, it's talking about God when uh, God had to um, punish Adam and Eve. And it said, and to Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. So we live in a cursed world. And when sin entered the world, it brought with it many problems, including relational ones. So if you're experiencing some problems in your relationship, um, we're really talking about one-time things here. We'll talk about patterns in the next expectation. Um, but don't be surprised when those things happen. That's right. And then the second thing is people are people. Okay. We got bad news for everybody. Everybody prepare to get disappointed. You are a person. <laughs> and the person you're dating is also a person. And uh, oh, they better be at least. Um, and yeah, they have flaws. And, and you have flaws. I have flaws. Katie has flaws sometimes. <laughs> this is just a consequence of us having sin in our lives, okay? Job 5 7 says, People are born for trouble as readily as sparks fly up from a fire. How many times have you seen a fire where no sparks flew up? You know, <laughs> like, like, People will disappoint and hurt you, okay? Even, even unintentionally, miscommunications can happen. Mm -hmm. We can be unintentionally insensitive. Actually, weirdly enough, it's the people who are closest to you that it's easy to be impatient and, and hurtful to. So another newsflash, the, the person that you date, they might not even agree with you on everything, you know? They might have an opinion that's almost offensive to you. Wow, yeah, like... <laughs> You, you guys have different upbringings and life experiences that shape who you are. So that will bring conflict. That will cause problems. Yeah, so dating is pretty tricky because life is hard and people are naturally sinful. You kind of start out with a base level of difficulty that you're going to enter into with any relationship. No relationship is perfect. Even my like really good friends, even Jacob, I feel like we get along really well. It's difficult sometimes. Um, but after that, that, after that base level, it's who you choose to date that will determine the extra level of difficulty that you're going to deal with. Um, and so some things that affect that extra level um, is their personal walks with God, like the other person's walk with God, um, their commitment to live by the heart attitudes, if you're not familiar with the heart attitudes, um, it, there's a lesson on the challenge website called Fellowship, and they are on that. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is their maturity level. So if someone isn't very like uh, dedicated in their walk with God, if they aren't living by the heart attitudes, and if they have a really low level of maturity, you're going to experience a lot of difficulty mm -hmm. in your relationship, or if you are that way. Mm -hmm. um, and so just be wise in who you choose to date. A pro tip is to pick someone that makes it fun.
fun most of the time and not difficult most of the time. I know that sounds like what a pro tip. That's not a tip, Katie. Um, but like when problems do come up, hopefully you'll be dating someone that you'll think, wow, this is like totally worth the effort. Um, and not someone that you're kind of like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> if you're not sure, you might not want to be dating that person anymore. Uh, the next expectation, I think it's number three, is this problem or struggle or character flaw will get better over time. Or how I how I hear it most often is we'll get better once we get married. Okay, this is where we're talking about patterns of behavior. Okay, because sometimes that's true. Sometimes it's a one-time deal and it gets better over time. Uh, but patterns of behavior are just different. Okay, continual struggles in your relationship or or your significant other's character those are those are different things that need to be tackled differently. Okay, I've had a lot of people tell me like. Oh, we're really struggling with blank, but I think it'll be better once we're married. Okay, reality, that's just straight up false, okay? <laughs> and this is false because one, only God can change hearts, okay? We kind of get this like idea like we get married and that will change the person's heart. Nope, only God can change hearts, okay? A change in circumstance isn't going to we have a little magic maturity wand over the guy that you're dating, okay? <laughs> um, it might subside slightly, but what we're talking about is really what's in your heart, not what your behavior is. If a person that you're dating or you really want to date has a pattern of explosive anger or jealousy, or they have a personality trait that you just think is really annoying, man, that might not ever change, you know? <laughs> and, and we should not put our hope in marriage or relationship statuses to help and we put our hope in god because when we do that we have hope we have hope for change uh ezekiel 36 26 just to prove the point god says i will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you i will remove from you the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh so pro tip if you're going to exhaust yourself or you're going to exhaust yourself if you are trying to change your significant other okay you can't do it God has not called you to change them, but he has called you to rely on him to grow into your character. So be praying about that. <laughs> and the second reality with this expectation is the patterns that you create in dating will be the foundation of how you relate in marriage. So in dating, you're setting up the foundation for your marriage and you want to make it a good one. Um, if your relationship or significant other has a pattern of ungodly behavior, here are some kind of action steps to take. First, ask God for wisdom. James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. He wants to help you figure out, is this a problem big enough that I need to break up with this person? I don't know. What, I don't know. So ask God. It is okay to stick with it for a little while to see if the issue improves or if they're teachable. Again, that's what dating is for. Um, but remember to rely on God and not on marriage. And then, so after asking God, eventually you'll just need to decide, like, if you're willing to bear with this problem or not. Um, so there are two verses to keep in mind here. Um, Colossians 3.13 says, make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. We can't have so high a standard that we don't like 
find someone like that nobody needs except for Jesus. <laughs> but we need to have some standards. Um, Proverbs 25, 24 says, better to live on a corner of the roof than to share a house with a quarrelsome wife. Yikes. <laughs> um, so marriage is about partnering with someone to charge the gates of hell with. Marriage only exists to reflect, reflect God's glory and his unity with the church. So think to yourself, is this problem or character flaw going to get in the way of that? And just so you guys know, we know that bearing with it sounds like the more holy answer. <laughs> like it kind of sounds like I should just bear with it and forgive them, but you don't because you're dating. Like if it's really hard, you don't have to, you know? Um, so, but you should talk to people who know you and who know your significant other for help. Mm -hmm. Good. And then last expectation uh, before we get to Q&A. Expectation number four, I should feel X before or during dating. Okay, for this expectation, we're actually lumping a few things together that all kind of interrelate. Um, and there's a quite a quite a few of them, all right? There's like, I need to have strong physical attraction to them right away. Uh, we need to be good friends first. We need to have a lot in common. Things really should be clicking emotionally, you know, by the fifth date, I don't know. <laughs> okay, reality, life is just not very simple. Jeremiah 17, nine says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure, who can understand it? I, I really think the enemy sets up traps for us when we set our expectations of what we think something should look like, and then he just dashes them real quick, you know? I mean, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever gone into a situation or gotten into a relationship with some expectations that were like up here and then just got dropped really hard? That hurts. So we build up this idea of what we think it should look like. And while we're off being disappointed because it inevitably gets disappointing, we totally miss what's right in front of us. So we're going to go over a few things that we found helpful when it comes to how we handle our feelings during dating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the, the second thing is um, not, so life isn't so simple. And also, not all relationships are actually created equal. So just because it looks different than your friend's relationship or how the movies say it should look, it doesn't actually mean that it would be a bad idea, you know, to say yes to the date or to ask out that girl. Mm -hmm. um, so don't just write off somebody because they haven't been on your radar in the way that you thought they would be. We actually know a lot of people today that are happily married, but when they first started dating, they were kind of like missing something, like they weren't attracted to each other right away. They weren't really good friends. Mm -hmm. They had um, really different personalities. Yeah. You know. And um, that's not really our story. Like we really did like each other and, and stuff, but we're here to encourage you. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yes, we totally agree. You should be attracted to them before you get married. And yes, we think it's the best if you're friends with them before you get married. And I would hope that you feel emotionally connected to the person that you're going to marry. But that is marriage. And you are dating. Yep, so, it's dating talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, remember what dating's for. It's about getting to know the person. You are spending time to see if this relationship has the capacity for attraction, friendship, emotional connection, those things. And uh, you don't necessarily have to start out with them. And so, if it's not there in the beginning, you can see if it's going to grow. Um, and so, because of this, we really want to encourage people who haven't been dating 
um, well, I guess really guys, if you haven't been dating um, because you just don't know, then get out there and see what you do know. <laughs> you might be surprised or you might be right. Like, yeah, I totally don't click with this person. But you really won't know until you, until you try. Um, so, you guys, this is really important. Uh, when it comes to your feelings, the one thing that you should be picky about is being picky about what matters first, okay? The most important thing to be concerned about is not whether or not you are immediately attracted to them or you guys are hit it off as best friends. Man, the most important thing to be concerned about is, is this person that I want to date going to push me closer to God by how they live their life and how we date? And will I push them closer to God by the way I live my life and how I date them? All feelings aside, you really need to deeply consider that question. The Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And, and Proverbs 31.10 says, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? Katie and I, we made extra effort to make sure we were pushing each other to God, uh, not through having quiet times together every morning and praying together please uh, don't keep don't please don't do that okay <laughs> please don't do that uh, we don't even really do that like when we're married <laughs> yeah. um but we did encourage one another through hard seasons we prayed for each other when we we're having an especially hard day um we pushed each other to go and hang out with students mm -hmm. even though we were so exhausted we just wanted to go home and watch a movie okay <laughs> those are things that you can do um to be picky about what matters first and also guys be equally yoked okay what why am i saying that this is from uh second corinthians 6 14 through 17 it says do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever what agreement has the temple of god with idols don't date someone who isn't a christian why would you date somebody where the most important thing in your life, the thing that's number one, is not even on their radar? It's like just off the list. And I would also even be wise, be very wise and very cautious with dating people who are like baby Christians. They just accepted Christ. Just, just I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying you really should talk to somebody first and get a lot of wise counsel and come in with a battle plan because that is also really dangerous territory. <laughs> so all of that being said, I have a disclaimer. Mm -hmm. If you've been in a dating relationship for a season and those things like physical attraction, emotional connection, being good friends, you're still kind of like waiting for them to grow, you might want to consider breaking up. Because you don't want to marry someone just because they're a great guy or a Christian or whatever. You want to marry them because they're a great guy and a Christian and because you think that they're a hottie with a body. Like you don't want to force it. So if it feels like you should be into them and you should want to marry them, but you don't, like do them a favor and break up with them. It's not a failure if you break up. It's like actually a success because you can both go, okay, that's not what I want. Yeah. Move on. It would be more of a failure to marry somebody that you should marry. <laughs> there you go. What so, a bummer for them, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nobody wins in that scenario. Okay, so wrapping up. Ultimately, we want to encourage you guys and leave you with what we started with. Matthew 6, 33. 
seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be given to you as well. Dating can be so fun if you do it well, you know, but ultimately pursue God first. And I promise you guys, I, I just <laughs> beg you to trust me. He's not going to rip you off. He's not going to rip you off. He loves you and he wants you to, you know, be happy, but he knows that only being happy in him is what's going to count. So some helpful resources. We listed them on the handout. You can copy them down in your notes or click a bunch of links, but uh, Dating Without Disaster, Dating by Max Barnett, You and Me Forever by Francis and Lisa Chan. That's a marriage book, but it's actually really just like get your life together with God <laughs> book. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's complicated embracing god's plan for your relationship status by paul that's a challenge podcast thing and then katie actually came up with a really awesome lesson for the ladies called the heart yielded to god it really helps um with a lot of relationship issues <laughs> so, oh you know girl yeah <laughs> uh, okay so now it's time for uh q a hit me with your questions throw them in the chat or i don't know unmute yourself but if you're going to unmute yourself, I want to see your face, too. If you do have questions, if, you if we are, if we totally answered all of your questions, then that's great. We nailed yeah. it. We did not go over every expectation that one could have. Sorry, Christina, did you have a question? Curious. So how did you guys meet? I just, I mean, it sounds like a great idea, you know. Oh, you know, be careful. Don't only date a Christian, you know. Don't go out sinners. Well, in reality, you know. I know churches have like groups for like your Sunday school. There's like middle school, high school stuff. However, it can be very difficult to find like a young adult college. And then it seems like, you know, that just doesn't exist. And then, yeah. and, and the only time it kind of does exist again, when you're like an adult later on with, when you're like married later on, am I making sense here? So I'm just yeah, curious, totally. how did you guys meet? Uh -huh. We actually met through Challenge. <laughs> Challenge is a great place to meet people uh, who are right. single and ch chasing after God. Um, we met at Chico Project in 2016. Yes. We actually, I went, we went, at, well, I didn't, we weren't dating at the time. Jacob uh -huh. was dating someone else. Just kidding. Uh, I mean, he <laughs> was, not but. Kidding. <laughs> I was. I'm not upset about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, went to Cody and Brittany's dating talk and they said, um, hopefully this helps answer your question, Christina, they said, you might as well date someone here, and it was funny, because I wasn't living in Chico at the time, and I thought, yeah, right, <laughs> but they were right, like, that group, this group of people, like, Challenge, and other groups like it, um, are probably the best place for people to meet each other. Yeah, I'll reiterate, man, God is not going to rip you off, Christina. <laughs> I would never have guessed that I was going to marry Katie, because I didn't know she existed until 2016. She lived in Texas, you know? And so God is the one who really ultimately brings people together. And so... Um, yeah, I had no idea he existed. Yeah. So <laughs> just pray, keep keep chasing after God, you know? And then keep an eye out for any yeah, few guys. That's a good question. <laughs> okay, thanks. Anybody else have a question? I need to like these people's faces mm -hmm. on Zoom. I have a question. Yeah, give it to me. 
So you said, I really like this quote, you said, marriage is about partnering with someone to charge the gates of hell with. Intense quote. Really liked it. Um, but it, uh, it made me think uh, that really emphasizes the importance of choosing who you partner with. Well, if that's, the, if that's what you're doing together, then um, it has a lot of implications for who you partner with. Uh-huh. Um, they speak well, like what you said, don't be unequally yoked, but I was curious what other kinds of as qualifications should one look for with that as the implication of what that partnership is about? Like, what should I look for in someone to partner with well, both for like their character and also us working well together? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Ultimately, you definitely need to be looking after someone who is chasing after God, but also like what Neil was talking about and what he will be talking about tomorrow is someone who's laboring, okay? If you really want to chase after God and and make disciples and, you know, get the most out of this life, honestly, mm-hmm. which is what chasing after God is, <laughs> um, you shouldn't pick somebody who you think, oh, I'll set the example for them and they will start chasing after God like I am, okay? You need to pick someone. I picked somebody who was like, oh, I need to run faster, you know, like, (laughs) I'm not running fast enough, you know, I need to go harder at my discipleship, at my Bible study, and reading my Bible daily, you know, like, I need somebody who, um, I wanted somebody who pushed me to do better for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Um, Some other character qualities, like just some ones that uh, jump off the, jump off the top of my head, Mm -hmm. teachability, humility, And uh, the word I want to say is like tenacity, okay? Mm -hmm. The idea of charging the gates of hell is we're in a war, okay? So you need somebody who's going to like get knocked down and get up every time, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Um, You can't can't pick somebody who's going to get knocked down and say, please come down here with me. I'm too tired, you know? (laughs) Because now you're dragging two people. That's not very helpful. Do you have any thoughts? I think... um... I have a thought. I don't know how it's going to come out in words, but I think maybe this is mostly for girls, but I I know some guys could, you know, do the same thing, but girls, sometimes we make a big deal about things that should not be a big deal, like emotionally, and um, that's just something for us to work on and for guys to, like, be looking out for. Like, you want to date somebody that takes the things that God says is serious, seriously, and not like a small miscommunication and blows it up and, um, you know, makes it a big deal. Uh, Maybe it is a big deal. Most likely it's not, you know, (laughs) and so I think, I think that there's, there's a, uh, I don't know, like a majoring on the minors in relationships that uh, we should be careful, like we really need to prioritize uh, the things that God says is most important, as most important, and treat it that way. Um, but it's hard. Good and I think, like, as far as working well together, oh, like, yeah. you should want to work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, well. I, I think that's a good point, actually, is there is a legitimate factor. Um, I actually had this previously in the talk that, like, didn't, um, make the cut because we were going too long (laughs) but there's a legitimate factor in which like you the person that you're dating hits all these points on your list that you're just like okay they're good you know I like them they're fine but like 
maybe like you just legitimately do not you've tried working on projects together and you just don't work well yeah. together okay a lot of marriage is essentially working on projects <laughs> together when you boil it down all right when you have a child that's like one huge you know lifelong project that you're gonna have and if you don't work well together that's not gonna fly you know so um that's like that's another really good point this is just yeah like, i think like i mean you just will communicate like have miscommunications right but if for the most part you can communicate in a way that honors god and like move your relationship forward in a good way and not like totally bums you both out all the time then that's really good um we've got a question in the chat i'm gonna read it out loud it says suppose you like someone maybe you have for a while but at an inopportune time, they temporarily moved away from your area, super far away. It's probably a lot of your guys' situation mm -hmm. with the pandemic. <laughs> Feelings haven't gone away, but you're not sure if you should act now or act later. Should I act now or should I wait? And if I should wait, any advice for keeping God first regarding my heart at that time? Okay, I will answer that question first by saying this. Um, some questions are very specific about very specific situations that I can only speak generally to. <laughs> um, so, like, point number one, you should be talking to your discipler about this, like, 100%, because they just know more than I do <laughs> about this situation um, in general. As far as, like, keeping God first and guarding your heart while you wait, um, that's a good question. Do you have any thoughts? You're more of the expert on controlling your thoughts. Because <laughs> I went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, well, like I said, I didn't date before Jacob. And for a teenage girl, it felt like forever. Mm -hmm. And also, like, what's wrong with me, you know? Um, but I think, like, during that time, God really worked on, um, yeah, my heart. And just, like, what I was really going to, like, choose my life to be about and to revolve around and so um i think like some things that might help is like if you do if you like i know girls are like daydreamers and that's like really what i struggle with a lot and so if you find yourself doing that like really having a system for stopping like like having a system for oh this is like what i'm going to focus on now or yeah. i'm going to stop and pray mm -hmm. and ask god for help in this moment mm -hmm. um because the whole idea is surrendering it to god yeah. like in your when you're daydreaming about things you're like building up something hoping it will happen and it's like your your fist is closing around that idea and so when you guard your heart you're trying to say like no this is god's like I have no idea what's going to happen, you know? And so, especially for me, because I'm a girl, like, I didn't know if anyone was ever going to ask me out. Right. And so, like, okay, if I need to be single, I'll be single. If, mm -hmm. you know, this cute drama boy doesn't ask me out, I'll be okay. You know, um, if Jacob didn't ask me out, I'll be okay. But he did, so. <laughs> but that whole idea of, like, keeping your hand open to what God has for you and really just surrendering your life to him. Um, that should really be like the focus. I, think. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, that's like kind of that. like what I would say. Yeah, and I would say also like as far as whether you act now or act later, it's kind of up to you. Like you know, you should know. You should have a, a space in your heart when you're like, okay, I'm kind of pining right now. Like I'm I'm building this relationship up that's not even real, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I need to like, you know, 
get a move on here and, and just ask her out and, and get rejected or not, you know, and like move on. Or maybe it's like, actually, I can just not think about her and focus, you know, because she's not here. And so I'm, I'm more like that. So I have a hard time relating to this. Is if you're not like in my vicinity, I don't really think about you. This is why this is a problem my family has with me a lot. Is that like you never call me? And I, I didn't I didn't remember that you were like totally the opposite. Bro. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So I would say like just if it's being built up, then just go ahead and pull the trigger before it gets too built up. Again, if, it, if it's a good idea. Yeah. Again, talk to your discipler first. But you know, uh, if it if they're like yeah, just go for it, then do it, and then you can move on with your life, and that's actually better, honestly. Um. You keep talking about talk, talking with your spiritual mentor. Any recommendations on how to get set up with one if I don't have one? That's a great yes. question. Text me. I'm going to put my number <laughs> in the chat. Yeah, or Katie. Um, challenge <laughs> is actually a great place that you can find a spiritual mentor. Um, and if not challenge, then a lot of us attend people's community church, mm -hmm. and that is also an awesome place. And so here, let me put my phone number too yep. in case they want to text a girl. Yep. Uh, we would love to get you connected and more set up with somebody who will, you know, help you talk through these things and get to know you and help you when you walk with God. Yeah, so that's what we're great about, question. I love that question. Um, yeah. Let's see. What is your advice on when boundaries get broken? Ooh. That never happened in our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally did. Okay. First of all, apologize quickly. <laughs> I think. Well, I guess I can. I can share if you want. If you don't mind. Yeah, please. Go for okay. So this is not, this happens late in our relationship. So uh -oh. just to set some framework here. Yeah, yes. we dated for two years, and this happened far after I think one year had passed. Yeah, but we happened. said we weren't going to kiss until. We got engaged. engaged. Yeah. That was Jacob's hard and, fast rule. hard and fast rule. And then I really wanted to kiss him, so I talked about it a lot around him, and then he kissed me, mm -hmm. and it was really terrible. And then a couple weeks later, I kissed him, and it was better, <laughs> but still really terrible. <laughs> because we weren't, it would have been fine if we had not set that boundary. But because we did, it was like all of a sudden this thing that would have been like awesome and magical because it wasn't. A terrible idea it was like oh no this yeah. is a terrible idea we broke a boundary yeah, it's forever etched in our mind our, our first kiss. kiss was really disappointing because we broke a boundary our first it. two kisses yeah that's it happens so yeah just know like was the encouraged it happens and yeah apologize quickly mm -hmm. um especially if you're the guy who created the boundary and then broke it mm -hmm. which was my situation is recognize that's what happened apologize to god you know mm -hmm. and then go to the girl and say hey listen that was not okay i i told you that this was going to be the boundary and then i broke it and please forgive me like i really thought katie was going to break up with me like she, she actually almost thought she was going to break up with me you know like mm -hmm. i was really we were pretty especially since like i was the first person katie dated so it was like her first ever kiss ever, you know, is like now this really disappointing memory. <laughs> um, but we're married now, yeah. you know, we figured it out. Um, we, after the second time we broke the boundary, um, 
we reevaluated. I was going to say, I think it's really important to think about why and how you broke the boundary. Uh -huh. Like you, oh, yeah. you, it, something led up to that. That was what Brittany asked me is like, so what, you just kissed him? Like, you know, like, <laughs> whoops. <Yeah. laughs> like, obviously something Whoa. happened here, <laughs> you know? And so, you know, I mean, Brittany was kind and loving, yeah. but it's like, hey, let's think about like why we broke this boundary. And, um, you know, like, so I think if you do cross the boundary and it gets broken, like you don't need to take one step back. You probably need to take two or three steps back yes. because you already were too close yep. to that boundary. Mm -hmm. um, and like creating more boundaries as you, like I should have as the guy, I knew that we were getting close to breaking that boundary because mm -hmm. we would do things like when we would end a date, we would hug for like 30 actual minutes, <laughs> like on her porch, trying to say goodbye. So pathetic. I was like, oh my gosh I remember thinking like oh this is a I like you but this is so long like, <laughs> um, and I knew I what I should have done is said hey we can't do that anymore and then we never would have broken the boundary in the first place but I didn't and so um if you do break a boundary yeah take make take steps to not break it anymore you know <laughs> especially like the seriousness of the boundary like really escalates like once the boundary is like oh we actually crossed over into sin wow, that, that actually is really hard. Yeah. And you also, you didn't take like five steps yeah. back. And your you boundary to, should be ahead yeah. of that for sure. Mm -hmm. If your boundary is right next to sin, you should bump it up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if, if you cross into sin, you, depending on what it is, you right. might need to take a break in your relationship. Um, but if you don't, like if, if it really is like, okay, we just need to rework some things, maybe build trust again. Um, then like, yeah, taking some steps backwards in your boundary mm -hmm. is really helpful. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm gonna answer two more questions because we already went way over time, <laughs> but I really like you guys' questions and I like doing this, so. <laughs> um, what about Christian dating apps? What are the pros and cons and what can you recommend? Mm -hmm. I cannot recommend a dating app because I've never tried one. I've always been kind of sketched out by them. <laughs> Um, not to say that they are sketchy. I've just personally never tried one. Yeah. I, I'm so certain that I know someone who is married and like had a, like what married somebody yeah. from a dating app and they have a great relationship. Yeah. I know lots of people who that is. Mm -hmm. the case. Mm -hmm. um, I would say like the, I, I could speak a lot more to the cons than I could the pros, you know, just because, mm -hmm. first of all, it's just how yeah. my brain works. So maybe first talk to someone who maybe has had a great experience with it, because yeah. we won't be able to talk to, about that. Right. But. But <laughs> you can, you know, you will see, like, the thing about uh, dating somebody off a dating app is you don't know them at all. Yeah. Not even a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, you've never even seen them before. You just got a picture and a description. And like we're talking about, if. Like if it's a, even if it's a Christian dating app, mm -hmm. Christian means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And if you are looking for someone to charge the gates of hell with, yeah, maybe they'll be on a dating yeah. app. <laughs> it's happened. It's happened before. But I don't yeah. know. You know, like yeah. that. That will. It's harder to see someone's life. Mm -hmm. I think over an app. Yeah. Um, maybe not impossible. Again, we don't know. But yeah. it might just be harder at first. You can. The only dating app I would recommend is the Jacob Willebeck Lemaire 
help me find a good looking single guy that you know <laughs> in which you come talk to me and I'll point out some really awesome good looking single guys in challenge to you. <laughs> I am I am not you know I, I'm, I'm not above, I'm not above that up. yeah that's for sure I know some uh, really dope single guys that I'm like why are you still single you're freaking amazing I will <laughs> speak to a thing for the girl it's fine if you I don't know I'm assuming there's nothing in bible about dating apps if you want to do that sure be mm -hmm. careful but if you're doing it because you're afraid God is never going to like send you the right person at the right time, that's not a good reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I think girls can like feel panicky and fearful about things and like seek to control the situation right. and that never ends well. Um, and so I would be really careful about like, why, why do I want to do that? Not because it's a bad idea, but like, am I trying to like control what God is putting in my life like mm -hmm. if god hasn't brought someone into your life that wants like thinks you're cute and wants to ask you out why you know yeah. like he might be trying to work on something mm -hmm. he might not he might use a dating app to totally. help you find someone but i i would just caution you if you're feeling panicky yep. or fearful mm -hmm. like that's something you need to figure out with god first before moving towards that direction i think mm -hmm. and then uh Last, I hope we're answering these questions well, guys. I know, it's <laughs> really have, hard to tell. I, we put our numbers <laughs> in the chat already. So if you have more questions and you want to meet up with us, we totally would love to make time with you. Mm -hmm. um, but last question. Um, oh, uh oh, I see this one. Uh. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, oh, yes. Okay, so this is funny because the question I was going to answer kind of ties in with this one. But I'll answer just this one instead. Uh, you guys said the patterns in dating will create foundations for marriage. What are some helpful patterns you guys recommend working on while dating? That is so good. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, for the guys, I would say be intentional and be a leader. Okay. Now, when I say be a leader, I don't mean like boss your girlfriend around because she doesn't have to listen to you. You're actually her leader, but you can <laughs> lead the way. Okay. You know, if you want her to like, you know, labor, you got to be like super laborer, you know, if you want, um, if you want the relationship to be one where you like kind of set the pace, then set the pace, you know, mm -hmm. be a leader, be intentional, be smart, think through these things. Um, this is something somebody asked, like, um, is it wrong to ask for girls to ask out a guy? I wouldn't say it's wrong, but I would say that's one of those things where you're setting up a pattern in your dating relationship that will lead into marriage. A pattern that you probably don't want. Yes. Because it's not, like girls aren't supposed to lead in mm -hmm. marriage. That's right. And so like um, with, I'm actually working through this in my own life right now is Katie's a planner and really good <laughs> at initiating things. I'm very passive. I love just tackling a problem when it comes up instead of trying to get rid of it before it happens. And so I, this is something that God even recently brought to my attention is you set, I, me, you set up a pattern in your dating relationship in which Katie like red flagged a lot of things before you did. And that's not going to fly when you're married. You know, you, you have to be the one to do that because you can't. And so I've been, I've just in my own life, I've been praying a lot about how like, God, please show me these things and help me to lead and help me to, you know, be intentional in those areas. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that I would say, guys, be intentional, 
be a leader. Those are huge, huge ones that you would need to. Yeah, I think on. for the girl, um, we just like to control. <laughs> and that's what my lesson is about. It's like at the bottom. It's not very self-explanatory. So if you want me to walk you through it, I would love to. Um, but we are driven by fear naturally. And you may not feel like afraid all the time. I definitely don't. But I control like things in our relationship or in our home now that we're married or whatever. And I seek to control them because it's not going my way. And it just sends the relationship into chaos. <laughs> and it's really not God honoring because we're supposed to yield our hearts to God, not control. We're supposed to let God be in control. And when I'm like acting out of fear or whatever, I'm, I'm not trusting that God is in control. And I'm not trusting that even if the worst case scenario happens, that he's got it um and that that is a whole can of worms that i really would be happy to walk through I, it's still something i really really struggle with and i i need to work on but i did not work on it at all when we were dating and it really shows in our marriage now because i just have a hard time like not controlling things or not thinking like oh no if jacob doesn't do this then this thing will go terribly and then the world will end ah you know, it's, and it's just like really not good. And so, and it puts like stress on your relationship that doesn't need to be there. Um, and I think the other big thing that I was thinking is, so girls like trust God, but also um, for both of you, you have to set a pattern of clearing up your relationship quickly and specifically. Um, if you don't do that when you're dating, you'll never do it in your marriage. Well, not never, that's strong. You probably you know, it would take really big things. <laughs> it would be you know? really hard to do in your marriage if you never did it in dating. Mm -hmm. And your relationship will be miserable. Mm -hmm. Jacob and I have to ask each other's forgiveness every day. Literally. I'm not kidding. Yes. We I'm ask each other's forgiveness almost <laughs> every day, if not multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. And that's because we're sinful people, but it really, really helps us get right with God and each other quick. Mm -hmm. When we don't do that, it's just like the worst <laughs> our relationship on the way over here yeah we yeah, so. did and so it's it's not necessarily the funnest thing to practice mm -hmm. but it's so important like imagine being in a relationship with someone that never recognized like oh what i did was wrong and i'm sorry like i need to ask your forgiveness and god's forgiveness mm -hmm. like if you were dating someone that never did that that would be the worst yeah. so um if you're not doing it start doing it don't like, don't be like, hey, you should start doing this. Yeah. Like, work on it in yourself. And if they don't develop it, be careful. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Okay, we went way over time. Yes, but I just did. had a really good time talking to you guys. I really like talking about Yeah, dating. you guys have great questions. Yeah. Um, so we'll wrap this up. But again, if you have any extra questions, we love talking to people about this. We love helping them through this. Also, be sure to hit up uh, whoever is meeting with you. Don't, don't talk to anything about us that you haven't talked about them with, you know, please. <laughs>